Welcome back to Radio Channel 1471. I'm your host, Sterling. You're the listener, and this is the podcast. Oh. What? What? Hello? Jokes? Uh, is that you? Is that jokes? Wait, wait, I think it... No, 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 I'm not jokes. I'm... I'm oh, Kia. I was supposed to be your guest. Oh, oh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be your guest. I'm sorry, Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, well, can I come in? I guess so, since you're already here. Might as well. Ah, oh, thanks. Hey, I'll just you're welcome. Plump you're welcome. down here and just... Well, you have a squeaky chair. <laughs> oh. Um, well, you might as well introduce yourself. You said T. Well, my yes. name is uh, Teviem. Uh, you can call me T. I, uh, I am a musician from Norway, and I collect oh. weird stuff like cassettes and records and stuff. And somehow I got to know Sterling because of that one reason. Hey, that's not weird stuff. That's cool stuff. Come on. I know. On. I haven't met so many people that think it's cool, though. Uh, have I? Well, no. you have met me. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're the only one. I guess some people I've met collect, collect quotation mark, quotation mark CDs and stuff, but eh. Yeah. <sighs> so, speaking of tea, we might as well start off with the smaller topics. One of the most important questions I ask anybody I talk to is, what is your favorite tea, coffee, or energy drink beverage? Well, I can say that for certain I do never drink energy drinks because I have drinking it twice and both times I threw up in the bathroom. Yay. But I do like to drink coffee sometimes, but my favorite beverage is going to be tea. And uh, specifically apple and cinnamon tea because it is both sweet and savory at the same time and it's very nice to drink. Yes, yes, yes. Now I know we already mentioned this in the pre-recording, I guess, fiasco in a sense. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, I guess we might as well mention it again. Uh, that reminds me of the Fireside Spice Tea that I get from the I think I've been calling it the Western Tea Exchange, but apparently it's not even called that. So I think it's just called the Spice and Tea Exchange. They have a limited time tea called Fireside Spice. Uh, I'm running low. I'm like on my final, final two scoops of that, and it's sad. So I've been afraid to drink it. Yeah. Hmm. You know, that's the thing about teas, coffees, and stuff like that. You're, I'm always afraid. I was going to say you're, but I'm not sure how you see this. I'm always afraid of drinking it too fast. And then it gets old. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, I didn't drink it fast enough. It's a weird <laughs> dilemma. That sounds like a weird dilemma, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm always worried about drinking my tea too slowly, so it gets like... You get all the so all the stuff sinks to the bottom and becomes really strong when you're on your last sip. That's when it's kind of. That's oh. what I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, that's a good question. How do you mainly brew your tea? Well, I mainly brew my tea by putting some water into a uh, water heater. I guess you could call it, and uh, well, you heat the water and then. You put the tea bag in before you put all the water into the cup and uh, you let it sit for I would say five minutes should be enough. Take out the tea bag and wrap it around a spoon and then just squeeze ever so slightly and just get all the juice out of the tea. Then stir in a little sugar and you've got the tea that I drink. I've never heard of such an interesting tea in a tea bag before. I kind of expected that to be a loose leaf, so that's interesting. Well, it's basically, it's it's kind of British-style tea, because... British-style tea? Yes, the typical British-style tea. Look, I was in London when I was, like, two, like two years ago, and, oh. oh my god, every single hotel room I was in had at least a kettle 
and a bunch of tea bags, a little bit of sugar, and two or three cups, just like every single hotel room, because we had to switch hotels, because one of the hotels was, to say the least, ready to fall apart, and uh, hmm. it's interesting how much the British like their tea, so it's kind of cool, yeah. Um, I'd have to say over here on the, I guess, western side for you, America, most of our hotels focus on coffee machines. Sadly, yeah, Americans are kind of addicted to coffee. So Sadly, 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 a lot of them are switching to Keurig-type coffee, which stinks. So I'm having to take my coffee stuff with me wherever I go. But hey, at least I can have good coffee. <laughs> you know, I was actually talking about this with some family about a day ago. How I I heard that Europeans think American coffee is watered down. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. I think your I think American coffee is also a bit sweet in a way. Sweet. Yeah, because like. I don't know if you know this, but American stuff is almost always sweeter than European stuff. Like, hmm. bread basically feels like... Like, oh, I yeah. could eat whole grain bread in the U.S. and it would taste like loaf here yeah. in the Europe. And, uh, uh, especially Coke. I've, I'm drinking Coke and Pepsi and they just taste very sweet. Uh, it's like... You have normal Coke and Pepsi in Europe, and then you add like a whole bunch of sugar to it, and it tastes very sweet. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that Coke in America tastes different than the Coke in Europe? It does, because um, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Europe actually has regulations on um, uh, like the thing you can additives you can put in. So. Mm. I guess some of the additives that uh, American Coke has is not in the European version because of laws, basically. Hmm. Okay, so you've had European Coke, you've had American Coke, have you had Mexican Coke? I have not, and uh, from what I heard, I've had a, I have a friend from Mexico that I know. Um, he says it is uh, much better than both. But um, uh, I'm not sure how much I want to trust him on that. Well, yes, it's, with my experiences with it, I think it's sweeter than American Coke because it, it uses actual, like, sh like, cane sugar, I think. So it's like a better type of sweetness. And it's mostly in glass bottles. So it kind of makes the experience a tad better, in my opinion. But it's more expensive, so there's that. Yeah, well, we do have, uh, I do drink a lot of Coke, my mom loves it, so yeah. Hmm. I can see why some people have different opinions on the Coke dilemma, but do know that if you ever go into Wizard Europe, the Coke is going to be different. Huh. And also, the food is going to taste different, too, because, well, portion sizes are not as big as in America. Like, you could get, I, uh, my mom has been to America once. She was in, uh, okay. Uh, she was in, uh, New York, I think, yeah. And, uh, she got a huge pizza for just, like, ten bucks, and she was like, I could never eat this all on my own. Yes, yes. New York is well known for having ridiculously huge pizza slices. Yes. Like, <laughs> something about how you could turn the corner, go to a shop, and get a pizza slice the uh, size of your face for a dollar. Something like that. <laughs> Sadly, I've never had New York pizza or Chicago deep dish, which looks interesting. Yeah, uh, we have a nice pizza restaurant here where I live, where it is, they, they've they gone to the U.S. and they've seen how they do it, and they brought it back, and oh, sh it is delicious, the pizza they make there. 
So it's kind of like, um, I would say, uh, well, they, they do it really well, but it's kind of expensive. Like you can get a 12 inch pizza for, um, maybe if you're lucky, a little over 20 bucks. Oh, oof. Wow. But then again, most of the things in Norway are expensive, so... Over here, you can get, like, a single topping pizza for, like, five bucks. That Full-size is ridiculous. Pizza. Yes. Uh, this actually brings me back to a thing I mentioned on a past guest episode, comparing Domino's prices from U.S. to U.K. Hmm. The, uh, oh, I think the price was so different for the same price as one what was it small or medium pizza in the uk you could get like two and a half pizzas in the u.s you want to know how much a small margarita uh like the smallest the smallest size margarita pizza costs here in norway in domino's yeah yeah four yeah. bucks four bucks huh that is probably a lot more expensive. You can probably get a small margarita pizza from Domino's in the U.S. for a dollar, I think. I'm actually not even sure U.S. Domino's have that. Well, we have like, well, the Domino's, because to me, has three sizes. It's like small, Domino's. medium, and large size pieces, so. Margarita pizza. Um. What is margarita pizza? I think it's a Domino's. UK thing, but I don't know if they have it in the US too. Yeah, I don't... I don't think America has that. Well, uh, Europe does. Uh, hold on, let me just check how much does a medium pizza cost on Domino's. While you do that, I'll go a tad back to the watered-down coffee thing and the sweetness that you mentioned of American coffee. I, ever since I was a young lad, kind of started off with black coffee. And that's pretty much all I've drinking or drank for the years. But yes, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Well, I just checked Domino's here, and you can get a big classic pizza with ham, mushrooms, mozzarella for $16. That's Ugh. a big pizza. Ugh. Big pizza. When you say big pizza, you mean like, like... Um, let me see. How big is the big pizza? I think it's yeah, it's 40.5 centimeters. I don't know how long how big that is in inches, but uh yeah, that's 40.5 centimeter pizza, eight slices, 159 kroners. That's roughly around $16, maybe $17. So you said it's just a large pizza? Like that's what it's called? Yeah, it's a large pizza and it's. Is that the largest size you can get? Yep. Over here in America, you can get an even larger size called oh, wow. Brooklyn style. Oh. Yes. <laughs> to be honest, it's not that different. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that is interesting to just share in different experiences from both a uh, American standpoint and a European standpoint. Yes. Speaking of European foods that are exclusive to your areas, what is a dish or just any food or any drink that is specifically known to be from where you are? Grandiosa frozen pizza. That's really? basically the Norwegian national dish. I. <laughs> <laughs> I've yes, never heard of a frozen pizza being a national dish. Well, it's kind. It kind of is. So, <laughs> I still don't know how. How it it it's just like they sell. I think they sell like ten million pizzas a year. Oh lord! And the population of Norway is five million. Jeez, so that's two pizza per person every single year at least. 
Huh. That is very interesting. But like, it's true, you know, it's it's yeah. probably the only country in the world where frozen pizza is a national dish. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, we don't eat it daily. We just eat it like when we need to have something quick for dinner and we don't and we don't want to make anything, so hmm. we just throw it in the oven and uh put it on 15 minutes in the oven take it out and you have a dinner hmm. all right so <laughs> i also think if i can recall correctly sweden is known for having tubed foods does norway also have tubed foods yeah yeah i would say so we have like we don't have tubed foods per se we have tubed um things we put on um our bread and stuff like we squeeze stuff out of a tube we take a knife and we spread it out that's basically mm. that's basically the gist of it it's interesting interesting i've always wanted to see one of those they don't really have stuff like that here my well, cat probably... is scratching on the door <laughs> uh, i don't know well, i could probably send you an image that? of how the tube look it looks sort of like this I would say what is that that is ham cheese it's basically melted cheese <laughs> and infused with ham and ham it's delicious cheese. to have on uh, toast ham cheese I mean I guess it doesn't sound too bad sounds interesting no, it, it i kind of like it it's basically if you melt a bunch of cheese and make it kind of liquidy and you add yeah. a bunch of small ham slices into it and that's basically it kind of kind of reminds me of cheese whiz do you know what that is yeah i know what that is but um you know what that is yep because we also have it here in norway although it's Terribly oh. expensive because it's imported from the U.S. Oh, huh. I feel I feel like there's something I'm forgetting when it comes to these foods. Norway, hmm. Norway, Norway. Oh, um, Norway. So you're from Norway. Yep. You've lived there. You lived there all my born life. Born there. Born there. Lived there all my life. I had a question. Cool. What is your native language? My native language is Norwegian, but I do speak a very fluent English, if you can't tell. How is that? Well, I would basically say that 50% of it is because I watched a lot of YouTube when I was younger and mm. I kind of picked up on how people spoke so it's kind of like a mix mash of like a bunch of american speaking terms smashed into one like like i grew up with like the 2012 youtube you had like people like popular mmos you had sky does minecraft you had uh, markiplier you had um mm -hmm. but then you also had like your uh, like pewdiepie i watched him a lot in like 2012 and 2013 uh and that kind of stuck you know you kind of, yeah. you can it's it sticks the things you grow up around yes. gets implanted into your brain and it kind of goes with you a long way so it reminds me of the little i guess anecdote from the psychology book i was reading i mentioned it in one of the last two episodes it was where this egyptian pharaoh got these two children, took them away from their families, and then made them live on a little, I guess, farm, and nobody was allowed to speak to them. His idea was that the first language that they make, or spoke, would be the language that humans start off with. Turns out, they overheard somebody in the distant farm say bread, and that is the first language they spoke, hmm. just from hearing it. That is interesting. Yes, yes. 
Plus my, I have a little, I do have a bit of war in my, no, my mom has been, tra how, how would I describe this? My mom has been, my mom's side has been very like moving around, you know, like my, three of my uncles were born in Belgium and one of my uncles is technically Canadian. So, right. yes, my uh, my mom used to live in Canada for a few years, but then they moved back to Norway mm -hmm. in the 80s. So, I've always wanted to try this. Can you do your best American accent? Well, uh, it depends where in America you want me to speak. There you go. That's what I was <laughs> looking for. I was looking for what you said because I've always wondered what Europeans thought of American accents. Because I've always over like I've always seen tiny clips on YouTube and they always go straight to the southern accent. So it's like AIDS <laughs> in biking, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> well, uh, you might be familiar with that. You live in Texas, right? I do. Wrong. Oh yeah, so you're like a uh, so you've grown up a bit around southern. Uh... I'm a That's pure southern. southerner. It's pure That's southerner. It I'm like, over the years, slowly, slowly gaining the accent. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I don't have it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I guess. Do you I say y'all? Uh, I don't personally, but ever you since don't. I have been... Because surprisingly enough, I know a lot of Texans... Like, half of the friends I know from the U.S. are Texans. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> it is a huge state. It is a huge state. It has, like, last time I checked, it had, like, uh, how many people? Like, at least I 50 no million or something. Yeah, yeah, 50 million. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, fun, fun fact? No. Pop quiz. What Ooh. is the state motto for Texas? I have or absolutely Logan. no idea. <laughs> it's friendship. That sounds kind of uh that sounds kind of weird. Considering the state's history. Uh state motto. A lot of Texans don't even know that. Yep, it's friendship. It, that sounds kind of weird, considering the state's history, you know? Yeah. But, well, actually, <laughs> I don't know. What do you know about the state history? Well, all I know is that it uh, was acquired... I don't know a lot about the history, but I do know Texas was acquired by... Uh, after a war with Mexico, and then they seceded the Union, then there was the Jim Crow era, and then... My dad decides to vacuum right outside my room. That's mm. always a nice thing to do. It is. <laughs> so the story of Texas is that a um, Mexico, because they were having, I don't remember what type of issue, but they were selling land for very, very cheap because I think they wanted to get more diversity. They wanted hey. to get something. So a bunch of people from America moved to the Texas area because it wasn't known as Texas at the time. Mm -hmm. And they were all like, we'll buy your land. And Mex Mexico was all like, all right, but you have to become Mexican citizens. And they were all like, yeah, we'll become Mexican citizens. <laughs> so basically, they were kind of like, we'll become Mexican citizens. But we're also mostly going to be typical American, you know, like, so they basically made their own colony without doing that. Hmm. And it just kind of got to the point to where they were all like, okay, this is ours now. And so then that's how Texas basically started. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So actually... Texas was its own country at one point. Yeah, I think I heard of that. Yeah, so was California. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. 
we're we're doing pretty good on time do you have any topics or questions yes i do because i know you are a big fan of cassettes if i have heard correctly yes cassettes are my thing but apparently you have quite a larger collection than i do i would uh, i would say so yeah i have somewhere around last time i checked i think it was 200 to 300 cassettes in my collection yes i have <laughs> 24 ish so yeah and i would say about a third of them are like blanks that you can record on and then the other two thirds are pre-recorded from the Mostly the 80s, but also from the 90s, so even from some of the 70s. So before we started recording, you did this thing where you unboxed a package live, kinda. Might as well talk about what that was. Well, yeah, I just uh, received a package that I had ordered a few days ago, so I it was a package with three items in it it was the first item was a package of a hundred protective outer record sleeves for seven inch records uh, the second thing was a CD with the cars debut album and the third thing was a 180 gram remastering of Princess Purple Rain Yes, which yes, is yes, very yes. fun to have like I uh, my collection keeps growing I do have a lot of records too I have last time I checked I had hold up I have it all documented so you have it documented yes because I have the Discogs I don't know if you've heard of it but oh Discogs you know that's actually you are the third person I know of that has over 200 cassettes in their collection. And yes. all of these three people, including you, also do discogs. So it's very <laughs> interesting. Well, it's nice I'm to not... keep well, it's a nice way to keep your collection like sorted so you can just search up something and just oh yeah, that's where it is. But yeah, now, according to discogs, I have 229 LP albums. 77 12 inch singles and oh. 318 7 inch singles oh. because I was able to grab some uh, like a big load of 7 inches from a guy that was selling it he was a former DJ in the 80s and I just managed to grab that along with some LPs and 12 inches for uh I believe it was 200 bucks. I got like at least 200 singles. Like, I think it was 40 LPs and 10, 10 inch singles or something. For, for 200 bucks, I would say that was a steal. Yes, that is absolutely insane. The amount of. And I also stuff got a steal. I also got a steal on my. Uh, record player because the model number is a Technics SL7 and if you can search that up you will see a very nice it's a very nice design and I really like it I got it for 50 bucks and it usually sells on eBay for at least 300 you know that looks very similar to something we have but I don't think it's the same thing yeah it's kind of like, it's a linear tracking turntable so the record needle is in the uh, in the cover so when you open it up you can see the needle and it it's a nice system I wish they would make more linear tracking turntables today because they're kind of cool to look at like like they're really underrated and they often too bad now they often fetch way too much prices and they're a bit of a rarity but you can easily find them at thrift stores or something so I don't know why but looking at it for some reason reminds me of a mini disc yeah it kind of does because 
it's kind of like that design. It looks very like spaceshipy, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's very nice looking. But it is a few years ahead of the mini disc though, because this was released in 1981. The CD was just being planned back then, so. There it is a very nice design. There was something I was going to. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, Discogs. I know what it is. Or, no, I don't. I know of it. I don't know what it is. Well, it's basically just a huge library for, like, um, music, you know. Like, they have oh, thousands of thousands. I think they have over a million records in their catalog. Like, hundreds of thousands of CDs and cassettes. And uh, you can just search up and find the exact release that you have in your collection. And that is very yeah. nice. I think I might have actually used it once or twice without really knowing it yeah that might have happened because it's a very nice tool to use when you're trying to figure out if your release is an original or re uh, reissue so okay so most of your cassettes what type of genre i guess you could say I uh, I would say mostly 80s somewhere around that hmm. so it's mostly 80s like I would say maybe pop synth pop like new wave type of stuff from the 80s uh, I usually record a lot of uh, that stuff on uh, my uh, blank sets too so yeah, I do have a very nice collection of mostly 80s stuff, but I do have some 90s cassettes too, although uh, some of them are compilations cassettes with uh, 80s songs on them, so <laughs> eh, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, but no, it's cool. I know, it's very cool. And uh, I have to say, the favorite releases is probably the ones from uh, Warner, Electra, or Atlantic in the 80s. Because most of them do have very high sound quality. Because they've added this thing called, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's HX Pro. and uh, I actually have one or two with HX Pro. And if you use Dolby along with playing the tape with a. You actually do have some better sound quality than other tapes, I would say. Yes. My cassette deck can do noise reduction B and C. Yay or nay? I haven't really fiddled with it a whole lot. Uh, it does seem like, uh, is it a dual cassette deck or a single well? Dual. It's dual. What kind of brand is it? Pioneer. Pioneer, ah. Well, Pioneer does have some very nice cassette decks. I wish I had some of the Pioneer stuff because they have, they have a system call on some of their cassette decks called Auto BLE. And it's basically, you put the tape in, it automatically puts some test tones on it, it it listens back to them, and it just adjusts the tape. And it does make it sound better, mm. in my opinion. I don't I'm know if... I'm not sure if mine has it. Uh, not sure. might not, because it was only on the uh, more higher-end spec models, but I do know that some of the dual decks do have it. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Pioneer, I I do want to have a Pioneer cassette deck, because they're kind of, they're all, they're very, very nice to use. They have kind of a nice feel to them. Like I've tried some, I've seen some Pioneer set decks, and I will say they do look very nice. There was one cassette deck that I looked into a while ago. I thought it looked cool. Wish I remembered the name of it. So I'm gonna try to be finding that. Yeah, I do have two cassette decks in my collection. 
I uh, you I've actually had some different cassette decks over the years. First, I started out with a cheap all-in-one system from Philips. Then I gave that to a friend of my dad's, and then I acquired a Technics uh, rack system, and it's still in my collection. I still use the amp and the CD player, and I used used cassette deck too. It was the Technics model. I think it was RSTR232. It was mid-range deck, and it worked absolutely fine for the things I used it for. Only problem was that the deck first deck just stopped playing tapes, or rather, it just ate everything I put into it. I've always feared that. And the second deck just didn't want to play in forward motion, and it would only play in reverse. Well, if I played it in forward, it would all just eat the tape. While if I played it in reverse, it would just work fine. Hmm. So. I guess it's a belt issue, but I didn't want to waste my time trying to maybe ruin it because I'm not that good at maintenance and cassette decks. So I, uh, Michael reached out and he said, hey, I have a cassette deck. I don't know if it works properly, so I'm just going to send it to you because that's what he kind of does. And... Hmm. I received a Denon 3 head deck from the mid-90s. It worked for me a long time. It was a workhorse for me. It was very nice. And uh, then it just... It, it didn't stop working, but um, it started producing a very harsh noise when I was trying to either play or record it. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like this very squeaking noise, and it just... I hated it and uh, I sold it for a decent price so then I was left with what do I do now so this Christmas I went on eBay and I saw some guy in Poland that was selling cassette decks and it was a Kenwood also a three head deck close loop dual caps and all that stuff bought it and unfortunately it got damaged in shipping so the in line inputs doesn't work properly which I uh, still mad about it but I can't really do anything because I don't know how to fix it but uh, yeah so that's just kind of been a playback deck recently but I do have a recording deck and that is a Dunnan DRM 800 it is a very nice model it's a bit step up from the Dunnan I had and uh, it does record nicely. It has a cassette stabilizer mechanism, which I think is something worse cassette deck should have. And uh, yeah, it's it works nice. It it has you can even adjust the bias on it, so you can record on more tapes, like some of the uh, Chrome tapes, for example. You can adjust the bias to get it perfectly because. I don't know if you recorded on some of the chrome tapes because some of them they, they, for some reason they have different formulas so some like the ones from TDK, Maxell, Sony they have like um, this like ferro cobalt coating to them while some of the others like by BASF that's like pure chrome and I've learned that you can actually smell if it is a pure chrome or a fellow cobalt by just smelling the tape because if you smell a pure chrome it kind of smells like Crayolas so that is an interesting anecdote uh, I I am a bit of a tendency to just go on big ramblings for uh, no, no, way too fine. long so but 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 I was meaning to ask because I was interested what type of cassettes do you use Primarily. I like type. I usually use type ones because even though people say oh types one is the worst blah 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 they they're not that bad they work perfectly fine for what I use them for so if I'm recording like I usually record a lot of my singles because I do pick up a lot of singles and records all the time so I just record them onto a uh, 
type one and I can play it in my Walkman later or something. And uh, I do use type two so if I'm going to record directly from a record or a CD because I kind of want that bit higher fidelity. I don't really use metals because one, I don't have a lot of them and two, they're expensive and two, I don't really notice a big difference between type two and type four. So, yeah, that's basically my take on it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, not too, 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 not too sure. What else? Oh, Walkmans. You said you wanted to talk about that, too. Yes, I do have a lot of them in my collection. I have collected some over the past uh, year or so so I do have right now I have four Walkmans in my collection the first one I acquired was a uh, I, I do technically have five but uh, I'll talk about that later the first one is a WM F75 it's a sports Walkman from the 80s which I am very happy to have a sport Walkman is the only Walkman I have that plays cassettes. Well, nice. I have an original Sony one. It has an FM radio. It's auto reverse. So. And it goes on two double A's. It is a very nice model. It's Dolby. Something in common with most of my. Uh, I usually have some things criteria is when I buy my Walkmans which is number one does it have auto reverse number two does it have Dolby and number three is it cheap and uh, when I get all those three criterias I usually go and buy uh, my second Walkman is a WM FX 407 it is from the mid 90s I would say it has a digital tuner it has a mega bass actually two levels of mega bass it has um, even an alarm clock which if I can set it correctly I can make it beep so just hold on a minute I'll try to make it beep is the alarm clock to remind you when to stop listening to music no it's just there to annoy me I would say Wow. so <laughs> now I've set the alarm before. clock to go off at 12 p.m. my time it has you can store up to t 10 presets on it you have AM FM it's also an auto reverse model you have it's one of the if you ever see go into a thrift store and you see like Sony Walkmans from the 90s they basically all have the same mechanism in them so it's easily interchangeable uh, Dolby noise reduction it has AVLS which is an auto volume limiting system it does help a bit when you're listening to some dull tapes and it does, it's basically just to keep you from listening too loudly to music and damaging your hearings Ooh. yeah but yeah, uh, my third Walkman is a bit of an interesting one. This is a Sony WM-EX500. It's from the late 90s, I would say 1998, if I could guess. And it's a very interesting model because it's a full logic control Walkman from the mid-90s. It's basically... These are kind of rare if you live in the US because they don't show up very often. They didn't sell a lot of them in the US but I didn't do know they sold a lot of them in Eastern Europe and it's a nice model it has auto reverse it has music search which I use regularly it has auto volume system it has blank skip it's auto reverse like I said it has two levels of mega bass you can make it repeat songs it has a whole feature you can even use it with a remote control hmm. which I found very interesting and the last one I even have a Sony Walkman bag for this one it's a 
Sony WM-FX5 51, it's from the late 90s again, it's from 1999, I even have the certificate of purchase from it, from 1999, bought for 1490 kroners, which is about 149 bucks, mm. and it's similar to the other model, only that it has Dolby noise reduction and it does have a digital AM FM tuner. And it's a compact model. It's very nice. It runs on one AA. You can get up to 29 hours use out of a single AA in this model. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention in the gray one, the WMEX 500, you could get up to 35 hours of playing time on a single AA battery. That is impressive. Mm. That's basically all the Walkmans that I have in my collection. I do have one more, but it's right now I, I have it taken apart and it's just like... All I have now is just the mechanism of it, which is basically just... Uh, it's just a big mess right now. It's a parts mm. unit. I I bought it off eBay for a cheap price, and then I managed to ruin it with my amazing skills. Managed to destroy it, and now it's just a parts unit. I use it for AM, FM radio because it does have it on it. It has adjustable treble and bass response which not many walkmans have i wish i they did and it's a nice 90s model but again i ruined it so yeah so as you can tell i'm a bit of a nerd and a bit of addicted to trying to get hold of walkmans but hey it's fun it it is fun and i think if i were a little more tad tad bit more interested than i am now I would probably do that, but I'm <laughs> I'm content with my little thing here. Well, yeah, you should be. It's it's nice because yeah. Don't yeah. want I don't need four Walkmans. I just have four Walkmans. What you don't that, put a cassette in each and listen to it all at the same time? Well, I haven't tried that yet because you need headphones because they don't have any speakers. Oh. But um, yeah. It's... I don't know. You could, you could figure out some weird system. I could, but tape two earbuds together, pair <laughs> in each ear. Well, I could, but um, do I want to? Not you know, right now. But... I do recall actually that there is a little attachment thing that you can get. That you can just plug in straight into there and boom there you go speaker I don't yeah they sold is. like walkman speakers in uh the 80s and 90s i did have a pair of them but then they broke so mm. plus they all have belt clips so that's nice so i can just attach them to my belt or jeans and just look erratically cool oh yeah i remember walking <laughs> around school everybody would be like oh yeah you're so cool oh yeah <laughs> yeah kid wearing the yellow square on his pants and yellow earbud things that look kind of weird that's how you get oh, cool. So cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> huh so I guess I guess that's kind of all I can think of when it comes to cassettes and stuff. Hmm. We're doing pretty good on time. I think we can do a couple more topics. I'm not too too sure. I had an idea, but I don't remember what my idea for topics and stuff was. Hmm. Did you prepare any questions? Uh, yeah, and here is my Walkman's alarm going off. Oh. 
Time flies. It's 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 weak. You can't really hear it, but um, it is well, nice. I heard it. It, it's it's funny to use. Uh, yeah, I have one little thing also to add. I am a musician. Uh, I do use a lot of music stuff. I do. I am usually. I am taking music classes right now. I am a music producer. I do produce my own music, and I do plan to get some released. At least by the end of this year. Oh, which is yeah, very that exciting. actually that actually reminds me of a question I was going to ask you. Who? What is your microphone? My microphone is a cheap Chinese knockoff of something I bought for uh, I think thirty dollars, including a uh, pop filter and it's just a whole microphone set. That I got for 30 bucks. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the microphone is broken. So if I touch it like this, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not grounded properly and I can't figure out how to do it. So, so I'm assuming it is XLR? It is XLR and I do have a sound card and I plug into it on my computer that I use regularly so yeah that's nice that's nice yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit tired too <laughs> yeah I, I can't really remember any of the other topics I was gonna talk about oh actually yes how did you even find my podcast that's interesting that is a bit interesting yeah because I well, it's, well, I I do remember posting about my Walkman adventure and mm -hmm. you commenting a bit about it and uh, yeah, just I mean, I just randomly like to check on people's profiles on Discord and sometimes they have a YouTube link and I'll just check that out and uh, yeah, I just like the content you put out. You know, it's nice chill mm -hmm. podcasts just talking yes 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 and then i, I also too... saw you were doing the ag thing with uh talking about ag's podcast um, so so let me talk about that real quick i saw that not but a couple days ago and i let me tell you that episode definitely is not the best first impression episode so i do <laughs> find it interesting that ag selected that episode I guess it did have his name in it, but eh, not too yeah, sure. And, yeah, and then also right, the videos did with Pocket Fox and uh, yes. Do you know of Pocket Fox? I do know of them, but I haven't watched them a lot. I do remember seeing some of their ASMR stuff, but that's about it. Yes, Pocket Fox. Pocket Fox is a furry ASMR artist, a niche, niche kind of sub thing of ASMR and for a good long time Pocket Fox wasn't really uploading anything but for these past two months he's actually been on a pretty decent schedule so that's interesting well that's nice so yes there was a five month time span between one of his episodes hmm interesting hmm I'm not really into that ASMR. I'm not really into ASMR kind of things, but I do um, listening to some of it. I do have kind of very set on what I want to listen to, though. Not like I don't really listen to everything. I just listen to the things I know I will like. So yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Ag, I do. I do wonder. It does interest me. How did you find AG's That server? is a very funny story, actually, because we met on Omegle, of all places. <laughs> that is very, very, very interesting. No, no, I can explain. Uh, we were both on this, like, furry Omegle uh, event that is still being hosted, by the way. 
and uh, I met some nice people from there uh, and uh, we randomly stumbled upon each other and uh, we kind of became uh, friends that way and uh, we talked for a while and then uh, he said and just asked hey do you have a discord and he said yeah I have a discord server if you want to join and I said sure was a bit shy at first, but I did come around and uh, start talking a bit more, which uh, I joined back in August, and I have become one of the regulars now to talk in that server. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Uh huh. And uh, I have met some uh, nice people there. Like I met some girl. I met a girl that was on. Uh, the uh, Omegle event too, and I didn't really get to know her, but then she randomly met AG, and then uh, I said, "Oh, I know her," and uh, she got a my in December too, and now we, oh. now we are good friends. That's very interesting. I've never heard of somebody finding a Discord server through Omegle before, so. Oh well, now we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's still interesting, but sounds yeah. like everything worked out. It did, and uh, I I really like it here. I yes, even got yeah. to invite some of my friends from another Discord server that I've been in for a long time now. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> might as well get some of the basic podcast questions. The podcast questions that kind of come up a lot. In most other podcasts. Yeah, sure. Your Sona, what's that about? That is a Wolf Links hybrid. I don't have art of it yet, but I am trying to commission it from one of the Norwegian artists in AG server. Uh, we've been we tried to work before, but we, we didn't really have time, so mm-hmm. we're gonna try and do it now. And uh, unfortunately, because of my absence of PayPal, I can't really get a lot of art of him. Which is a shame because I would really like to have it some art. I'll, I really have planned to commission a piece with with one of my best friends in it. He's also an AG server, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's been a long time I'm coming. It's just postponing and not getting anything for like I'd say maybe months. Like I've had the plan on what to do with uh, him and how to draw him for months, but I haven't done anything because, well, I'm just procrastinating all the time. But yeah, he is a wolf and lynx hybrid because I like wolf tails and I like big paws because lynxes have big floppy ears and big paws, big beans. <laughs> Beans and I food. do like wolf tails and the kind of body, so it's kind of been of a mashup. But yeah. Hmm. So, how long have you had your son? Actually, how long have you even been in? I guess somebody in a different podcast mentioned how they didn't really like the word fandom when it comes to this stuff. But how long have you, quote unquote, been in the fandom? I guess. Uh, I would say I I was familiar with it somewhere around 2016, but I didn't really get involved in it until 2017 somewhere, and that's when um, hormones decided, hey, I should make a YouTube oh, channel boy. and just make furry hate videos. Hate so videos. that's what I did for almost a year until I had to delete that channel because I, I got in trouble with one of the thumbnails I used and uh, yeah I abandoned that idea and then just kinda came around I I wasn't really involved in it until maybe like sometime in last year maybe I was kinda like I wasn't really involved in many communities I was kind of a bit of on my own you know and I think I was in one for a discord server um by the time I joined AG servers so but yeah I've met a lot of friends here I do believe I have met some friends that I will keep for a long time and uh we'll talk to regularly I do have friends that I talk to regularly right now and 
you know, it's kind of a weird place. You know, you you have a lot of people from different aspects, and the funny thing is, most of my friends are older than me, which is a bit of fun. I have yeah. friends that are in their late teens, like just a year older or so. So I I have very few that I know that are younger than me. I think I have. I think my best friend from AT server, I don't want to say his name because I want to keep his name a bit for privacy, but he's a year younger than me and uh, yeah, we, I do have friends that are over 30 and I don't really mind that because to my eyes, age doesn't really matter because there's a lot of age discrimination in the fan like people don't like people that are over 30 and think they're old and just like no they're absolutely fine to be around and I don't mind it at all yes 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 um hmm what was I gonna say ag you ag fam oh yes you mentioned how you made furry hate videos so were you hating on furries yeah, I, uh, how do i describe this well i just made like in my mind they were very satirical but right now i can just say it's very very much just a bunch of bullying so so, so <laughs> that's very interesting how you did like a whole 180 on that yeah i was kind of a furry in denial maybe <laughs> yeah it's interesting say that huh i do have some of the videos on my main on one of my youtube channels that are just they're unlisted of course but um i did show them to one of my friends and i think looking back i just think Oh, what the hell did I do? Because I, uh, I think I got to sixty subscribers because before I had to shut it down, and it didn't really help me at all. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really like to talk about that channel a lot. I that's understandable. Yeah, and I do plan to launch a new channel by somewhere around the end of this year I have my plans I just need a bit more time because time is a valuable option that you need to you need to plan everything out because I have one friend that is considering quitting YouTube because he's not uh, getting all the time he needs to make yeah. it make YouTube videos that he wants to and you know, I have a lot of plans to for what I want to do, so I'm very excited to try them out. Yeah. So, exclusive tea on tea, I guess. And time is very, is very, very important when it comes to YouTube and all these things. Especially, let me tell you, it's very interesting because with my podcast, I don't really do guest episodes too, too often. But it seems whenever I do, it somehow spans outward from more than just the single guest, and it's interesting. Because while I was over there trying to figure out how to give you the proper information to prepare for the podcast, I ended up also talking to a different guest, or planned guest. So that was interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think. Do we're have doing pretty good on time. More to say? Because I think I, I am done. Yes, I'm. With all I have to say. Personally done. Yes. So, since we're kind of in the outro part, might as well. Do you have any socials? Actually, I was wondering this the whole time before we came to the recording day. Because I was wondering, well, when I say, do you have any socials that you want to 
What's the I word? do have socials, but I don't want to plug them because yeah. uh, they're kind of personal to me, and I don't have a really established my brand yet. You could yeah. say. That's what I was kind of expecting when I but, did a little uh, deep dive on you. But yeah, but I would say somewhere in by the end of this year, I will have a YouTube channel set up. It would be uh, all about me. You would see, you will see my face. You will see a lot of weird content because I like producing weird content. You will have some strange videos and you will have some wholesome videos you will learn a bit more about me you will see a channel coming by somewhere around the end of 2021 hmm. so i get i guess that's it i guess i guess it. that's it too yeah um i guess this is when we end it i guess so well I guess that's it for the episode. There are some things that I forgot to discuss, I guess. I forgot to mention, discuss, talk about. I was interested to see if he was a VHS, not really connoisseur, but VHS consumer. You know? Because you would think that somebody who would also mess with cassettes and vinyl and all that old stuff would probably mess with VHS too, right? Uh, or at least maybe CRT, CRT TV. What else was there? There were there were some other things that I forgot to talk about too. Uh, I wanted to mention Beans on Toast because... As people might know, America doesn't have that. That's not, I mean, we do, but like, we don't. Like, you can make it, but we don't really do that. You know what I mean? It's not as popular here, pretty much at all, actually, as it is in Europe. So I asked T after, uh, the podcast after we finished the recording i asked him uh yay or nay to beans on toast and he said yay yes he said that sounds like a yay to me so there's that <sighs> what else was it that i was going to mention i'm not too sure uh i got a mocha pot so when we were recording this the night before, I had some coffee that I made from the mocha pot. And so when I woke up in the morning, because I woke up at 4 in the morning for tea, because he's in Norway, uh, <laughs> I wasn't feeling too, too great. My stomach was feeling a tad wonky because of the coffee. So that was... And it was interesting. Um, what else was there? What else was there? Oh, yes, 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 yes. His birthday is Monday, I think he said. I believe he said it was Monday. So everybody go wish T happy birthday. <laughs> Unless it's not current. Well, you know. If you're listening to this around the time that this is posted, go wish him a happy birthday. Other than that, I believe that's it. So thank you for listening. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.